Hello, I'm Sean Finnegan, and you are listening to Restitutio, a podcast to get you thinking about biblical and historical Christianity, to inspire you to follow Christ, and to convict you to lead a consecrated life. Are you interested in online ministry? Would you like to reach more people and build your audience? Ryan Mayer shares what he's learned about combining his love for God and graphic design into his Bible lock screen app. Once Instagram came out, he jumped on board and developed a following that numbers today around a million people. In this interview, Mayer talks about his journey of faith, how he's found success in reaching people online, including his wife, as well as some tips you can use to be more effective on social media for God. Here now is Interview 23, Bible Lock Screens with Ryan Mayer. Welcome to Restitutio, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I wanted to start by just hearing a little bit about your background. Did you grow up in a Christian home? Uh, I grew up in a, in a Catholic home. Uh, we went to church from time to time. It was usually more Easter and Christmas time. My parents, for a very small period of time, did a little class at, at the church it was a thing for, for kids, and I got to play Jesus in a, in a little Easter play thing where it looked like I was being raised from the dead when a, a light was on me, and people walked in the room, and then I would go back down when, when they walked out. So other than that, uh, that was pretty much my, my church experience growing up, and I always believed that God was real. I always knew that he existed, but it didn't really go much further than that until later in my life when I was a sophomore in high school. So what happened there? Well, I was at my, my grandma's house with my uncles. My grandma lived across the street from where I lived, uh, my family lived, and we were just over there for Thanksgiving. We're all up there uh, hanging out, and I think my uncles and my dad were playing video games or something. It was after everyone ate and just everyone's hanging out. And one of my uncles, my uncle Dan, he just he pulled out a Bible, and he said, hey, do you know what the Bible says about salvation? And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> it was just very random. Everyone's playing video games. And then all of a sudden he has a Bible out and he just started talking to me about the gospel and it, I'd heard it before, but I never made a decision to follow Christ before and accept Christ as my Lord and savior. And so he went to Romans 10, nine and 10. He, he showed me multiple verses and, and he was just like, you know, if you want, you can, you can accept Christ and as your Lord and Savior, and you, we could we can do that right now wow. if you want to. And he was like, "Would you want to do that?" And I was like, "Well, that's what it says." And he's like, "Yeah." And he showed me, and I was like, "It kind of it's funny." I always tell people it it made sense to me, and I was like, "Why wouldn't anyone want to do that?" Right? Like, why would someone say no? So it's like if I do this, I get everlasting life, and it's free. I don't have to do anything. Like I don't have to like you know, like earn it. He was like, yeah. So he's like, would you want to do that right now? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I, and so we prayed together and he, he showed me some more stuff in the Bible and it was awesome. And then I remember that day, it wasn't like some magical experience, but I, I walked home from my grandma's who lived across the street. And I just, just kind of knew that something, something was different. Something had started. He, he actually gave me my first Bible with uh -huh. my name on it and all that fun stuff he was very much into Charles Stanley okay, uh, in, in touch ministries. Yeah. I remember Charles Stanley. Yeah. And uh, so he, he always gave me my first Bible and then gave me a bunch of Charles Stanley books and 
all that kind of stuff. And so I, I was just very, very hungry for the Bible uh, early on and I just couldn't get enough of it. So I, I was just reading like crazy and kind of just went from there. So for you, that was the beginning point, but then the Bible came to be very important to you. What was that like? Was it just, did you start like reading from Genesis to Revelation or was it times that you would go to, to meetings and, and you would be seeing stuff in the Bible or Bible study or what, how, how was that for you? I got involved um, early on in high school with the high school version of Campus Crusade for Christ, okay. which what you know I think they call it, we called it Student Venture. So we actually started that at our high school, uh, me and a few friends, and we had like a faculty sponsor to to be able to actually meet at the school, and it was really cool. It, it started out that way. So I just I had some Christian friends keeping me on the path um, at, in my newfound faith here, and. I think what ended up happening for me is as I progressed and as I went to meetings and high school meetings, and then later on went to uh, Campus Crusade for Christ at Indiana University and Greek InterVarsity, which is a thing for fraternities and sororities. It's a Christian group there. I just started to see a lot of disagreement with different doctrinal things. And that really helped me to dive into different theological subjects that I found that I found very important, and seeing the differences really propelled me to know. Okay, what do I think about it? Because there's a lot of things, and as I, as we all know, there's a lot of things in Christianity. There's a lot of ideas about what the Bible says, but yet not everybody can be correct. So it really drove me to dive into the Bible a lot more, and I, I was I'm very thankful to have been involved with many different ministries that have helped equip me to be able to do that and knowing what a Greek and Hebrew lexicon is right. and how to use software like Bible works and different things like that. So it really got me uh, very invested in, in studying the Bible. So are you a Bible works guy then? I would say that I am. I, I took a brief hiatus uh, from Bible works and you didn't uh, go to the evil logos. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I, I had access to the logo software at one point, but to me it was kind of overwhelming uh, with the amount of stuff that you could put in it. And it was kind of um, it, it was more commentary focused in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. I'm definitely a Bible, it. by the way, we're not getting paid to say this, but I'm definitely <laughs> a Bible works guy myself. I, uh, sure. I use Bible works uh, several times a week, if not most days. Sure. And um, so let's, let's talk about your online ministry, your online work. I noticed that you describe yourself as an encourager. And that a lot of what you do is focused on that. Why is that so important to you? Well, it's funny because I've been around a lot of very theological individuals that have multiple degrees from different seminaries and things like that. And that's just never really been me. That's never really been my, my bent. And I believe that if you are breathing, that you need to be encouraged. So Every person that's alive, everybody that's, that you see, that you, you pass by, is dealing with something, is dealing with life. It could be relationship issues, money, um, all sorts of different things. And there's so much in life that is bringing us down or, or just, I just believe that everybody needs to be encouraged. And so I try to use the internet and I, I look at the internet as a tool. Some people will be like, oh, social media is evil or the internet is horrible. It's like, no, it, it's a tool like a hammer. You can build with it or you can 
you know, destroy with it. And so it's, it, it depends on how you use it. And so I try to use uh, social media and the internet in general to just spread the gospel and to encourage and help people the best I know how. And the, the primary thing that I'm focused on right now it has been Instagram for the last three or four years. And I've built a pretty large following there. And, and it allows me to encourage people on a daily basis, even on my blog, which I haven't updated my blog for a little bit. But really, I do the majority of my encouraging on Instagram because people live on Instagram. They, they're on there every day, all the time. Uh, the average person probably checks Instagram that's on it daily, probably checks it five to 10 times a day. So uh-huh. there's a really awesome opportunities to, to be that voice of, of light or of truth and encouragement as opposed to all the other things that they're going to see because Instagram is also a melting pot like the world is of all sorts of different kinds of things, entertainment, you know, celebrity gossip, all this kind of stuff. But then there's me where I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, shed some light and to hopefully encourage with the Bible and, and things like that. Yeah. I want to get into Instagram in just a minute, but what, sure. what got you interested in learning about websites and I mean, even before social media really took off, sure. were you already into the internet? And I mean, what, where did that all start from? Well, it, it's funny because uh, if you had asked me what I what was interested in early on, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. When I, when I got into college, I started studying business, generic business, because Indiana University is a good business school. So uh-huh. I definitely wasn't interested in business at all, but that's what I was doing because I didn't know what I was doing. And over the course of time, I, I had the opportunity to work with uh, multiple different ministries where I got to kind of learn as I helped them. And the more I got involved with technology and specifically making websites and things like that, I just, I just saw the value in it and I, and I started to really like it. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. It's kind of like it's art in a, in a different kind of way because you're creating something. It goes online. There's an internet time machine website. If you type that into Google, internet time machine. Uh-huh. And you can see how certain websites look back in you know whatever year. So like go to go to apple.com in the year 2000 and you're like, wow, I can't believe it looked like that. But so <laughs> I, I look at it like it's kind of art and I've always been interested in graphic design and stuff like that. So I, I kind of considered myself a, a website developer and a, and a you know, graphic designer early on. And I, I've had the opportunity to just put my hand in a little bit of everything. So I'm, I'm proficient at a lot of things, but I'm, I'm a master at none uh, in my <laughs> you're, opinion. I, you're a master at the big picture. <laughs> sure. So uh, I remember when I met you a few years ago, you showed me your phone and I don't remember what iPhone it was. Maybe it was like a four at the time or <laughs> yeah. something even before that. And you're like, hey, check out this lock screen. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And you're like, hey, I, I, I make lock screens. And that was like really what you were into. I don't sure. know if that was five years ago or what, but uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so when the iPhone came out, originally, I, I've always been into technology after that point. After I had started you know, down the internet road, I, I just got really into technology. And I always had like the, I don't buy a lot of things, but what I do make sure that I buy is like the newest, latest, and greatest phone. And you know, it used to be a Palm Trio 650 back in the day when Palm was around. <laughs> the stylus. Yeah, the stylus and everything. And but when the iPhone came out, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm jumping ship. Sorry. Sorry, Palm. It's over, you know, and, uh, you know, touch input and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, and eventually 
you could have a lock screen. At first, when the iPhone came out, you got to have like, you know, the, their dedicated wallpapers. And then uh, later on, you could do like a home screen and stuff like that. But early on, I, I thought to myself, I think I was reading a Joyce Meyer book. I think it was like um, her really popular one, uh, Battlefield of the Mind. Uh-huh. And I just, I found a lot of value in that book. And I was like, this is a really good quote. I ha- had a quote by her and I was like, this is a re- I want to remember this. I was like, oh, I'll make an image for my phone and I'll, I'll set it as my lock screen. And so I did that and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So whenever everyone's glued to their phone now, and according to Google, we look at our phones 150 times a day on average. And so that's 150 opportunities to look at your lock screen. Huh. And, and so I was like, you know what? I, uh, I'm going to start making some, some quotes and some images, maybe Bible verses, things like that to encourage myself because I need to be encouraged. And once I started making these, I started, you know, texting them to my friends and saying, Hey, do you like this kind of idea? What do you think of this? And, and it seemed to take off. And so I made a website uh, for them called BibleLockScreen.com, And I, I set out on a journey to figure out how to make an app because at, at that, around that time, the app store for the iPhone uh, had you know, recently come out and uh-huh. Um, I was like, how cool would it be to put all of these in an app and, you know, make it available for people to download it. And so it took a long time and I had no idea what I was doing, but I was able to find a service where I could kind of, they could do some of the heavy lifting for me and I could kind of have a shell of an app. And then with my website knowledge, I could kind of put stuff in it. And I'm not kidding. It was so complicated and so when I finally hit submit to send it to the app store to, through Apple's process, which is a very complicated pro- process, I had no idea what I was doing and I had no idea if what I'd done actually worked. And then finally <laughs> it went through and I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then finally it got approved and it was like a couple of weeks later and I had an app in the app store and it was crazy. And uh, was that a paid app or a free app? I had it free for probably a year and a half. And part of it was like, I wanted, I wanted the most people, the, um, the greatest number of people to download the images and all that kind of stuff. And I had them on the website too. And really the app was only pulling information from the website. So I was like, oh, I'll make it free because I'm just excited about this, you know. And I had a lot of success early on. I think early on there was like 150,000 downloads or something like that. Wow. Which I was... I couldn't believe it because I was like, it was an idea I had sitting in my lazy boy one day reading a book, (laughs) you know, and I really felt like God put that on my heart and I've probably remade the app four or five times now using different technologies as I learned what I was to figure out what I was doing. And now I'm, I, I I know a lot more than I did when I first started, but I, I put a lot more time and energy and effort into it. And now I have, it's like 1500 images that I've made and I have a new version that I'm actually working on right now. That's going to have even more content and, and more than just lock screens. It's going to have like devotional content and access to a lot of the other things that I'm doing. And I, uh, a while back I was like, you know what? I could probably charge 99 cents for this and people, cause it kind of, I was spending so much time on it. It's kind of a way to help me be able to continue to spend that much time on it. So I, I charge 99 cents for it and that's what it is right now. And it's, it's just done really well. I've, I think total, uh, and I don't remember exactly the date that I switched it over, but I think it's 
I think there's been about 500,000 total downloads uh, oh, wow. for the app. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, it's, it's been a huge blessing to me and it's, it's blessed a lot of people at the same time. So yeah, I'm, I feel very blessed. It's interesting because when I look at the, your Instagram account, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the Bible lock screen app in the yeah. sense that you're, you, you're, you're just a very Bible focused person as far as like the content that I see here. And well, thanks. Uh, so it, is the Instagram in a sense, like an outgrowth of that same mindset? You know, it is. And the reason why I got on Instagram, I have a screenshot and I was, uh, I actually have a course um, on uh, teaching people how to do well on Instagram. Um, and in the course, um, it's not even up right now. I have a, I made multiple versions of it, but it was open for a period of time. Then I closed it down and I'm, I'm going to ha- have a new version of that coming out. But in that course, I always tell people I have a screenshot of Instagram and Bible lock screens in the app store right next to each other under, you know, top, uh, photo apps that are free. And, uh, it was right there. And then, and then I always joke that, you know, one of them got acquired by Facebook for a billion dollars. And it was. I got on Instagram because it was like the new social media platform at the time. And it was image based. So I was like, oh, wow, I have an image-based wallpaper app, and what better place to put it, you know, put the images out there than to put it on an image-based social media platform. So I made an account and had no idea what I was doing and just started posting my images. And people started following my account, and it was just a source of encouragement. So yeah, like you said, if you go to my page now, years later, I have a lot of content that looks just like what a Bible lock screen would look like. and it basically is a, either a Bible verse or a quote or something that will bring your mind back to God. That's really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about social media. What have you learned that you would be comfortable divulging here sure. uh, on, uh, on this podcast? What, what have you learned along the way as far as increasing the amount of engagement and also sure. increasing the number of followers online? Well, early on, I, I set out, again, I had no idea what I was doing, but then I figured out through trial and error, I was like, oh, I would post something and um, it wouldn't do as well. But then I realized a lot of people, what they were doing is they would go out and they would follow, you know, uh, use hashtags and um, hashtag Bible or Jesus or stuff like that. So that made it more available for people to see my content. But then a lot of people, what they w- would do, they would go out and they would follow the followers of another larger account. So for example, if you had a, a Bible-based account on Instagram, you could go to my account and follow the people that are following me. And what that does is when you follow someone, uh, it sends them a notification and it says, oh, hey, you know, Bible lock screens just followed you. Uh-huh. And so what do you do when you have a new follower or a new notification? You tap on their account and you check them out. And so early on, I didn't know what I was doing. Again, I just was messing around. And I realized I'm like, wow, I can kind of like tap people on the shoulder and say, hey, I exist. <laughs> and, and then they have the opportunity to follow me or not. And if I have, and, and I, the term that I coined for my course was be a page worth following. So once you tap somebody on the shoulder or somebody happens to see your account uh, because of a hashtag or because of a friend tag them. And they, they, I talk about engagement posts and that's another kind of term that I 
came up with is that if you have a post that's meant to create engagement or comments or, or whatever, people will do the, the heavy lifting for you. If you, if you have a post that makes people tag their friends, like something that's funny, something that's cute, something that is really inspiring, whatever it might be, these people that are already following you will tag their friends and bring their friends to your account to see what they just saw. And then they have the opportunity to follow you as well. I see. Yeah. So that's one strategy. And basically I've just employed all these different strategies over the course of time uh, to kind of get my accounts, you know, where they are. So what, yeah. what success have you had on Instagram as far as numbers and whatnot? Well, my main account as of this recording is at around 660,000 followers on, on the Bible Lock Screens account, which is unbelievably more than I ever imagined happening ever. <laughs> and then, but a, a combined total of, because I have a, a lot of different accounts. Okay. I have that account and then I have uh, one called Insta Scripture. I have <laughs> one called uh, Prayer Wallpapers. I have my a, a personal page. It's Ryan.Mayer, M-A-H-E-R where I post a bunch of videos and things like that on there. So I have a bunch of different accounts and total, the total following is, is over a million now, which again, wow. never imagined would ever, ever happen because I was just sitting on my lazy boy reading a book. Um, and so I had no idea that this was all going to take place. But um, w- one thing I, I would mention, and the only credit I can give myself is that I've been consistent on Instagram. I and I think with any endeavor, if you're trying to, be uh, make an impact on the internet for Jesus and you're trying to make, you're trying to help people. You have to be consistent. And I've, you know, at times I've, I, you know, I have a podcast. I just actually resurrected my podcast. I hadn't posted a new episode over two years and I just posted one yesterday, which is, which is called the Christian quotes podcast. So I had that, but I, and I did really, really well, but then I wasn't consistent at it. And I would spend my time working on maybe YouTube or, you know, making videos for Instagram. And so the one thing that I have really, really, really done well is I've been consistent at staying consistent at Instagram. <laughs> I see. So, so talk to me about consistency for Instagram because I'm not really an Instagram guy. I mean, I sure. understand Facebook and I kind of understand Twitter, uh, but I'm just not so much a, a graphics guy. But sure. let, me, let me ask you this. Is that one, one a day, one a week, you know, to an hour. I mean, what are we talking about as far as consistency? Well, again, a lot of people are living on Instagram. They're checking it multiple times a day. And so when you're first starting an account, my encouragement to people is to post around eight to 12 images before you kind of, you know, officially launch it where you have content on your page. But once you, once you launch your page and you, you're out there, I always tell people to post anywhere from one to four times a day, probably at the beginning. Now, someone like myself, who's been kind of conditioning my audience to expect a certain number of posts from me, right. I can get away with posting more. And I usually post anywhere from same consistency, one to four times a day, sometimes more. But I usually stick around there. I always post something every day. And in doing so, people will look at your account as like the go-to place for that type of content. And, and that's what you want. You want to, it's almost like a church. You know, if, if you're building a church, you want the members of the church to come to the church every Sunday. But if all of a sudden you just don't have service, right, then they're going to go someplace else. And so consistency is huge. And just building that momentum and keeping it going. If I were to stop posting, 
even though I've, I've been doing this for years now, if I were to stop posting on certain accounts, it would make it a lot harder to continue at, once I decided to start again, just because people will move on. They'll, they'll follow other pages. They'll, they'll, look up, they'll look elsewhere, you know? And so consistency is huge. So walk me through the, the benefits as far as what you're able to accomplish here. Obviously, there's the idea of influencing people's lives with scripture. Sure. Right? I mean, you are having, in a sense, an anonymous and yet intimate contact with so many people because your content is, is resting in the palm of their hand and on, you know, right, right before their eyes. And you're able to be encouraging. What are some of the other benefits as far as your work on Instagram goes? If I can explain it, I would say that being able to be in communication with that many people, which if you look at the largest church in America, which I don't know what the largest church in America is right now. Um, I think it's technically life church because of all their satellite. Right. Yeah. Um, I think locations. it might be, you know, I, was, I remember when I was, I, I reached a hundred thousand followers on Instagram and I was like, wow, that's there's, I don't know if there's a football stadium that has that many people in it. You know, and so it, be able to communicate to that many people was just so significant to me. And I was just like, wow, what, what an opportunity. Yeah. You know, what a privilege to be able to communicate uh, on a massive level like that. Now, with, as, as Instagram has evolved over time and added new features and things like that, they added video and then they added it so you can do direct messages on Instagram. So it's kind of like a chat. Yeah. Every single day, I get hundreds and hundreds of people messaging me, asking me for questions about the Bible or for prayer or whatever it might be, or just saying, you know, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you for, you know, this video or whatever. They're just responding to something that I put out. And it's really cool because, and I try to spend a lot of time responding to people, even if it's something small in a, in a quick response, because no one on Instagram, if you go to, if you follow a page that has a lot of followers, no one expects a response. Right. You just don't. Like if I send, I don't know, Shaquille O'Neal a message, <laughs> uh, I don't expect a response. Um, Although to, Donald Trump might respond to you. On, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, who knows if it's, if, it's the right, uh, if it's the right comment. Who knows? But when I do respond, it's a huge blessing to them. And I, I'm like, it's funny because some, some people are like, oh, I can't believe that you responded to me. I'm like, well, I'm just a regular human being. But people in their mind, they're like, but you have all these followers. So it's like something greater or something. And, and they're like, oh, I know you get a lot of messages, so it's a blessing to them. And so I, I try to take that seriously in the sense that I, I try to respond to as many messages as I can. I probably have 2,000 that I have not even answered yet that are sitting in my inbox, but I, I try to just kind of batch respond, you know, yeah. for the next hour, I'm going to respond on Instagram. I mean, I can't even imagine having hundreds of people message every day. I mean, that must be exhausting. <laughs> It, it is, but at the I mean, same encouraging, time, it's so encouraging, encouraging to me yeah. to, to just read stuff like, hey, man, the video that you just posted ha helped me so much, and it was at the exact right time. You know, God's so good. And, and just to be able to pray for people and stuff like that, it's, it's a huge deal to me because it encourages and blesses me. So I, if I can be selfish about it, like it helps me, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I get to help all these people, you know, first and foremost. That's why I'm, that's why I'm doing it is to just be able to you know, make an impact and be used by God in that way um, is, is, is pretty significant. And by the way, Instagram just updated their, uh, another feature where now you can actually send people 
to a link inside of a, a direct message. Before you couldn't. Now I can, if somebody has a question about something, instead of having to type out an answer on my phone, I can just be like, hey, check out this website, you know, that answers the question. I'm excited about that because that'll kind of make my life a little bit easier. So I can kind of direct people to different videos or whatever it may be. Yeah. But, and, and one of the new things too, another benefit is I'm, I have influence into people's lives that I never, ever would have ever been able to any other way. And for example, I, I actually made a list of the people like that I never thought I could ever have influence with that are either celebrities or there's like Olympic gold medalists that fall on my page. There's NFL hall of famers, NBA players, NFL player. Like I had, this is, it's, it's ridiculous. I, and, and I'm just a regular guy posting stuff about the Bible. Um, <laughs> That's pretty you know, cool. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like uh, reality TV stars. I always joke people one third of destiny's child. One third. <laughs> Not the fame, not the more famous part, but one third, the the Christian third of Destiny's Child, you know, musicians, New York Times bestselling authors, all the all all these different famous people are following this account, and I it, it it still blows my mind. And obviously, they're just normal people, just like everybody else. They're just known by people, but to have influence or be able to help people in this way is really cool. And I and I can only uh, I can give credit to God for making this even happen because I don't, I, I never knew what I was doing. I just st- stuck with it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, well, and the, and the Instagram is just one part of the Ryan Mayer daily encouragement and all this other activity that you're up to. I mean, wh- how many aspects are you into here? I mean, I see you have a website, multiple yeah. Instagram accounts, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, what, is there a big picture here that you're, you're working towards? Or are you just, you just lo- I mean, you have this podcast too. What's that called? Uh, Christian Quotes Podcast. Yeah, Christian Quotes Podcast. Do all these things link together somewhere? They kind of do. I, I kind of use my blog as a, as a home to pull it all together. Uh, that's another thing on my to-do list. And to- then the blog too. <laughs> yeah. Where do people go to get to your blog? Uh, you can go to ryanmayer.net. So uh, Ryan and then M-A-H-E-R.net. Okay. And so when you go there, it says my daily encouragement. I always joke with people because I was like, why did I call it my daily encouragement? It puts a lot of pressure on you. It does. And I don't write daily and I haven't updated it in a while. So that, that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out a work-life balance of being able to, it's hard. It's hard to stay consistent with all these different mediums and all these different platforms. It really is. Um, but I, you know, I do have a blog. I do have the podcast, um, all the different Instagram pages, um, the, the podcast is fun because it just, it just allows me to fish in a different pond, so to speak. And, you know, cause iTunes and uh, now Google play has podcasts as well. So all the Android people out there now have access to all the podcasts, but my podcast alone, when I first launched it, it, it got on the, the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. And that was oh, really nice. cool. And I, I, I took a class on, on podcasting uh, by a guy named John Lee Dumas. He runs a podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. He's really awesome. And anyway, his course, uh, it's called Podcaster's Paradise. That's how I learned how to take podcasting to the next level. I, podcasting early on was, was um, I helped some churches early on have podcasts and stuff like that. And I, again, I had to like figure it out, like just Google how to do it. And I kind of barely knew what I was doing. But now it's so much easier to do. And having this medium where you can communicate over audio where people are, you know, 
at the gym or driving to work or whatever it might be. I just thought that was a cool opportunity that I needed to be involved in and I needed to add value in that way. And it's allowed me, I think my podcast now has 312,000 downloads now, <laughs> which I haven't even posted a new episode in two years as, as of yesterday, I posted a new update. So I'm going to do a weekly thing now. When I first launched it, it was a daily podcast, which was oh wow, very, very uh, uh, a daily podcast. Enthusiastic. You so, don't do anything halfway, do you? Well, I have a lot of enthusiasm out the gate, <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to scale it back and, and do something that's more feasible and, and consistent. So once a week, I could do that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So and and all this is apart from your regular job, right? Yeah. Um. This is just you know in my spare time. I don't. I. I, yeah. I kind of tell people I don't spend a lot of time watching movies or playing games and stuff like that. I have an Xbox and a, and a PS4, which I actually want to play more games, but I spend a lot of my time doing things that I believe will have an impact because I wasn't created to play Xbox. I wasn't created to play <laughs> PS4. I wasn't created to entertain myself. I was just talking to my wife about this the other day because if you, if you, if you sit around, you, you go to work, you go to school, you come home and then you just watch TV for like, you know, three or four hours, you eat dinner, watch TV for three or four hours, hang out on your phone. After a while, you're just like, what am I doing? You know, how am I spending my time? This is not, it's not what I was created for, you know? And so I just try to spend time and not that I'm perfect at it or uh, not that I don't, you know, engage in entertainment of any kind, but too much of it. And I'm just like, I, this is not what I'm here for. Yeah, Totally. That makes a lot of sense. What would you say for somebody who is doing online ministry, where would you say to focus? I mean, you've got so many different avenues at this point where, I mean, there are some people that just do YouTube and that's it. Then you've got everybody and their mother on Facebook, literally. And uh, then you've got Instagram and Twitter. You've got Pinterest, Tumblr. You've got the blog. Like, if somebody's doing online ministry, and obviously we, we all have limited time and money and so on and staff, uh, as far as Christian ministry goes, like sure. teaching the Bible and this sort of thing, where is the best place to focus that you think would have the most significant reach? That's, that's a good question. Um, real quick, I would say that one of the things that helps me is I use a service called If That Then This. So it's if you Google If That Then This, and I think it's iftt.com or something like that. It is a automation tool that's online. And so, for example, I will post an image on Instagram uh-huh. and I have this uh, logic, you know, it's like a logic engine where it says if I post on Instagram to take that image and also post it on Twitter and also post it on Facebook ah. automatically. So that helps me a lot. And I have that set up on multiple Instagram accounts with a corresponding Facebook account for that same account. And so it's not just one Facebook, it's not just one Twitter. So I, but using this automation, you can focus solely on maybe one platform and have it repost on the other ones. And so I would say I'm a big Instagram guy. I would say my, I would, I would spend your time, energy and effort creating content that's of value and then promote it on social media. And I think Instagram is the best place to do that. Facebook is also obviously very good. But the reason why I've always loved Instagram is because it's the one platform where you can still go out and, and get people's attention. It's harder if you have a Facebook page 
to go out and get people to want to follow your Facebook page because it's, it doesn't really work that way. You know what I mean? Like you can try to send an invite to them, but if they don't respond, then it's, it's just a lot harder to get traction on Facebook. Now you can have something that might go viral or something like that, but good luck. Everybody else is trying to do the same thing. Right. But Instagram is just a way to be able to promote your content, add value, use hashtags. By the way, I always tell people that I met my wife on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, because of a hashtag. Early on, when I was on Instagram, I was using Christian hashtags like, you know, hashtag Bible, Jesus, Christianity, all that you can use up to 30 different hashtags on every post. And so if that's the case, then I'm like, I'm going to use 30 hashtags. I want as much, I, if 30 is the limit, I'm going to use 30 and, and wow. you can put it in a follow-up comment. So you post your, your image with a caption or your video with a caption, and then you can put 30 hashtags in a follow-up comment and it makes your content searchable. And my wife, she was looking for Christian content on Instagram and she found me. And so she followed my account and she was like commenting and like, Oh, and, and saying nice things about my Bible lock screens that I was putting on Instagram and I took notice of her. I was like, oh, wow, who's this? <laughs> like, no one was following my account. It was like a desert you know, wasteland. And then there was my wife, my future wife. And we started communicating and I just sent her a message. And I, I noticed her, her uh, username. It was Berios for Brittany Rios. And it was like beer, like Berios. <laughs> like I just, like it, Cheerios, but yeah, like, Exactly. And so I took note of her username and then the next day I was looking at the app store and Bible lock screens and I was looking at the reviews that I received and sure enough, a five-star review from Berios. And I was like, Oh, it's that girl. Long story short, but we started communicating. I, I sent her an email and I said, Hey, thanks for the, the, you know, the really nice review. If you have a, a favorite verse or something, um, I'll, I'll make you a lock screen or something as, you know, as a thank you. And I, and she's like, sure. And so she sent me a, a, you know, she commented back what she wanted or what she was, you know, her favorite verse. And so I ended up making it and sent her an email and, and we start, started communicating and started FaceTiming and then started visiting and started dating. <laughs> so it's and cool. the rest is history. That's right. And now we've been married for about three years now. That's so funny that out of all the places where you could possibly find a wife, you found a wife on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because we weren't, like so much sense. we weren't like looking for that to happen. It's just, we came and, and what's so cool is we came together on a mutual interest for, you know, for God and Jesus. And it was just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, tips to um, engage folks, what you said before was if you can get something that's shareable, then sure. people will, will tag friends or family or whatever. What kinds of things have worked for you in that category? Sure. Well, I, again, I call them engagement posts. So when you make some content for Instagram, you want to make something that is shareable or is likable or, you know, or commentable in the sense that it's either something that inspires you or, or them. It's funny it's cute. It's something that invokes some kind of reaction. It's just not blah. Right. You know? And especially if you're going to do something that's, you know, for ministry or for the Bible, quotes work really well. And 
uh, one of the things that was very surprising to me because I, I spent a lot of time working on content for Bible, the Bible Lock Screens app and making you know, wallpapers that look really cool and I spent a lot of time on them. But then I would post something on Instagram with a black background and white text and it would get way more engagement. Weird. Yeah, and I, and I was and, and I, I was like, why? What is happening? <laughs> and then I, I kept testing it. And I would look at other accounts, and I just I've been testing it even still. If you look at my account right now, you'll see a lot of black and white images. You'll see some that have you know a fancier background or something like that, but you'll see a lot of black and white because and I, and, I, and I think the reason is a lot of people they just want the message, they want the value, and when you have a black background with white text, all you can see it's like black blackness with white text so you, all you can see is you're not distracted by is there a face on on the picture is there a fancy background it's not hard to read and so that's kind of my bread and butter at the end of the day is to add value uh, either a bible verse or a quote or something that's going to encourage and bless people and try to keep it simple and very readable and uh, a lot of people, uh, they'll try to send me images at times and say, hey, will you post this or something like that? And it'll be a really, really fancy font that's very hard to read on a very busy background. Right. And, and people are scrolling on Instagram. So you don't want to make it hard for them to read what you're posting. <laughs> you want to make it very easy for them to, to see what you're at a glance, what you're saying. Um, and so that's another tip too, is make your stick to like very readable fonts. Don't make it super fancy where you know like a calligraphy font that no one can read that makes a lot of sense uh just uh by way of concluding here and uh you mentioned this course that you're working on as far as training people to use social media sure how do people get in touch with that is that something they can access online or is it available some other way yeah it's uh it, the course is called audience explosion for instagram and uh, the last couple of years, that was actually why I, I didn't uh, stay faithful with my podcast is because I was very much involved with, you know, that course and had thousands of students go through it. And it was just a one-stop shop for how to build an Instagram account and stuff like that. Now I will say it's not currently available because I, I closed the, closed the doors, so to speak, so that I could work on a new version of it because that, and that's the nature of social media is that it, it's always changing and, and evolving. So I have to kind of tweak the strategies and, and talk about the new features and stuff like that. So when that is available here in, in the near future, you'll, you'll just be able to uh, either Google audience explosion.com. All right, cool. Well, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, people can take advantage of that and uh, get into Instagram. I've certainly learned a lot in this conversation today. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview and that it gave you some ideas on how you can combine your passions, your talents, and your service to God all into something that really can make a difference in the world. If you'd like to get more information, I've got links in the show notes for today about Ryan Maher's Bible Lock Screen app. I'm sure you could just search for it in the App Store as well as his blog called ryanmayher.net about daily encouragement, his podcast, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Mayher. So if you want to get to those links, check the show notes for this episode or jump online to restitutio.org and go to Interview 23 Bible Lock Screens with Ryan Mayer and you'll be able to get all of those links. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, please give us a review on iTunes. Really appreciate those who have already done so. And we'll catch you next time. Remember, the truth has nothing to fear.